Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our show. Today we discuss an interesting topic about blogging, why you need to have blog on your website uh, and use uh, on-page SEO to get traffic. Uh, I'm excited today to, to discuss this topic with uh, Sterling Kurtz. Am I right to pronounce Hello, your guys. name? Yep, my name is Sterling Kurtz, and uh, yep, CEO of SterlingKurtz.com. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, we chatted a little bit on LinkedIn, and uh, when I asked you, uh, even invite to my podcast, you uh, told me you wanna uh, discuss about blogging. Why uh, have you choose uh, chosen this topic? Um, blogging is kind of what I'm into, my pastime, and I love blogging because I learned it all from scratch. You know, I didn't know anything, and I went out there and I learned it, and. I want to share with the rest of the people how easy it is to make a blog post have great SEO. Cool, cool. Okay, before we start, introduce a little bit about yourself, uh, background, and uh, the place where you live because it's an exciting place. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm, my name is Sterling Kurtz, and uh, we, I found him on LinkedIn, Anatoly, and yeah, we connected from there. And I'm from the United States originally. Right now, I'm living in Kenya as a missionary and I've been in Kenya for six years. So we I don't know how long I'll be in Kenya, probably a little while yet, but yeah, I'm pretty much just running my blog from Kenya. So I I as a hobby I work at Sterlingkurtz.com, but in the daytime I work for a computer company called Landis Technologies that's based in the United States. So I yeah, I work at Landis Technologies, Sterlingkurtz.com and I just anything else online I just have fun with because that's my hobby. So that's me right there in a nutshell. Oh, cool, cool. You know, from my experience, if your job is your hobby, <laughs> it's the best experience ever, you know, <laughs> because yeah, uh, at that point you can grow, you know, to get results. And uh, uh, sometimes, you know, uh, for example, um, uh, my podcast and many other uh, content marketing initiatives that I usually do uh, don't bring money that I can get from my e-commerce content but you know I love it you know <laughs> even if you don't pay me uh, money even I have no shiny future I will do it because it's like to play ping pong if you like uh, you never ask to pay money for play uh, ping pong volleyball football or any other activities because it's passion <laughs> that's right but Okay, cool, cool. I have a bunch of questions I want to ask okay. you. Uh, I check out on LinkedIn that, uh, and your blog as well um, that you uh, post a lot about technologies, especially Tesla, Apple, and any other technologies, including Microsoft. Um, uh, tell me, uh, I have the, the basic question. Uh, why companies should have a blog? So what? Sorry, I missed that. I, I mean, like, uh, why uh, any companies need to have a blog on their website? Okay. The reason I would say the reason companies need to have a blog is because content is a easy and free way that you can get traffic from Google very simply. If you have good content that has good SEO, that will bring traffic to you, which can then be converted into sales for your company. So that's why I think blogging is almost it's almost the future because you can write articles and bring traffic, convert sales. And so it's a huge way to generate leads and sales for your company really so yeah yeah and you know from my experience um, uh, today customers are clever than ever 
uh, they want to get value first. If you don't provide uh, content marketing, if you don't share this value, uh, they never buy your products. Uh, and uh, it's better to help them. Uh, and um, it creates the feeling guilty to give something back. Uh, because blogging is not only about SEO. Of course, uh, SEO uh, brings, uh, uh, if I remember correctly, like 57% of all traffic comes from uh, uh, blog posts. Uh, but uh, you can even touch social media, any other platforms, uh, even your communities. Uh, um, and yes, just uh, post blog content. For example, uh, my company uh, gets a lot more uh, sales from uh, info content than to, from e-commerce content where you need to pay crazy money now with pay-per-click, <laughs> uh, Facebook and uh, Google. Okay, um, tell me about your blog. Uh, what... Uh, uh, platform do you use um, so I mainly use Google and Bing to index mm -hmm. my articles and what I've actually found is Bing brings me more traffic at the moment than Google because Why? Bing, <laughs> uh -huh. Bing will index your articles based on the quality instead of based on the domain authority as much as Google so Google you make an article they're going to index that based on if your domain authority is zero, then you're probably not going to get anywhere on the first page. What I've found with Bing is you can actually, if you have your keywords in right and on-page SEO perfect, then they'll actually index your article a lot higher than Google. So I actually have way more active first page rankings in Bing than Google, which is, which is why I'm kind of liking Bing at the moment. But then when my DA goes up, then I'm going to hope Google starts indexing me on page one. But I would recommend all bloggers out there to get their articles on Bing because it will be a huge source of traffic when you're small. Okay, uh, how to do it? That means we need to submit uh, new articles uh, to Bing? Uh, yeah, so if you go to the Bing Webmasters and sign up, you basically connect. You can either connect it with your Google Search Console and just take all the info from there, which is what I recommend doing and then it will automatically take your site maps and everything from there and it'll automatically index those new articles that you push out now what i use i use an in instant indexing tool which will actually index it instantly so it's really nice i publish an article and a minute later it's in bing mm -hmm. so if you have an access to an instant indexing tool then i would recommend using that for bing but otherwise they'll index your your articles probably within a day or so of publishing it so. Okay, got it, got it. Yeah, interesting because, uh, yes, uh, most people ask about Google, how to promote on Google, and they forget uh, that Bing brings uh, a lot of traffic as well. I don't remember. It's like a few percent uh, of uh, all uh, traffic uh, online. Not bad, you know. <laughs> and uh, uh, in Google, you need to compete with big brands, uh, popular blogs, uh, websites. Uh, it's hard to overcome them. Uh, okay, uh, tell me um, uh, about content plan. Uh, how do you create your content plan or you pay attention with uh, uh, posting news uh, on your blog? Uh, so with the content plan, so since I'm in the technology niche, I, I, I usually just go and find the latest technology news, which I usually keep up pretty good on. And so if a product gets released, then I'm automatically going to be putting an article out on that. And the secret when you're small is not writing the same article everybody else has, you know, like let's say the iPhone X just came out. I wouldn't go out there and write iPhone X versus iPhone, not iPhone eight because everybody has that. So maybe I'll go out there and write iPhone X versus iPhone seven. Right. 
and mm -hmm. that'll get me a lot more traffic because people don't have articles like that yet. So that's usually when I find a content plan, I usually go to Google and I just start searching. And then I have tools that'll tell me how often a keyword is searched. So I basically just find my content keywords and plan by searching on Google. So that's basically the main way. And then when I have my keywords figured out, then I go do the research and I lay out my article and and compare each device. I usually like to focus on comparing devices because that's a big thing on Google. People are lo looking to buy something new. They're looking to compare it with what they have. So I usually do versus articles. And so, yeah, that's what I enjoy writing. So, yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, you unhide my loving strategy <laughs> because mm -hmm. I usually search for topics that have a lack of quality content. For example, uh, if I see uh, some topics are overwhelmed, uh, I skip them. Why? I need to compete with others. Yeah, that's a good strategy, you know, when you come uh, check out some topics that have a lack of quality content, but people are searching for them. Very good. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, which tools do you use uh, to find your keywords? Okay, so... Well, first I use a uh, Google Chrome uh, extension that will give me automatic data. I use Ubersuggest, it's from mm -hmm. Neil Patel. And so mm -hmm. that will tell me when I search a keyword, how often that keyword is searched. And it will tell in the sites below, it'll tell me their domain authority, how much traffic they get and how many backlinks they got from that article. So that data from that can tell me if I'm able to rank on that page. So I use Ubersuggest and then I use uh, uh, Ahrefs keyword um, keyword difficulty checker. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. that'll tell me, I'll put a keyword in there and it'll tell me if I'm able to rank on that with my site. So I use those two pretty heavily. And then, uh, Google AdWords, Google AdWords and Google, um, trends. Mm -hmm. So yeah. yeah. I, and, and if I'm test, I test out new tools a lot. So just to see if one maybe gives me a little different data. So yeah, there's quite a few tools out there to use. So yeah. Okay, uh, where do you get data uh, for your uh, blog posts? For example, uh, you wanna uh, do you use some official websites uh, and combine with your experience or uh, something else? Yeah, so when I'm comparing like two devices and I'm getting hardcore data, I usually go straight to the manufacturer website, mm -hmm. check out the data from there to get to get it straight, and then the rest I write based on experience and how. And also I check on how other reviewers have found it too, because I don't actually get each product just because I'm not quite that big yet. So I can check what the other reviewers have and, and check everything and then just kind of make an analysis from that. And so, yeah. Okay. Um, tell me about um, the links of content. For example, you want to publish uh, a new blog post. Um, you analyze that uh, um, it's a lack of quality content online. Uh, you want to share your insights. And uh, how to um, find the right links? Um, so basically, I go by the, the SEO um, going trend. And so mm -hmm. I usually try to keep my lengths over 600 words and up from there. So if it's more than 600 words, I usually publish it and start winding down writing. I usually try to stay away from publishing something under 600 words. Uh, but, how do you find this uh, 600 words? <laughs> yeah, so I just, I basically just keep on writing. If I'm not at 600 words, I just uh -huh. think about more, just keep on going. Mm -hmm. I know that that's a SEO thing, having it over 600 words. And I know most people say you should maybe, if you want great, SEO and search engine optimization, you should go for like 2,000 words. I'm not really one of those people. I'd rather do 
three articles that are 600 words than one 2000 word you know it feels like it's getting you're getting more done but yeah <laughs> uh you know yeah yeah google uh, proclaims many times that uh, um their algorithm doesn't count any uh words <laughs> in yeah. articles and uh, uh from my experience i usually post um, uh, i usually analyze the top 10 results if i see that people want to get uh, more details we can write them if uh, uh but many brands uh, inc forbes they post uh, short articles uh, it ranks well uh, that means um, you don't need to pay uh, yeah i agree with the strategy you don't need to pay a lot of attention with the links you know it's better to analyze users yeah. intent and uh, share information if you can write just do it if you can't why you need to <laughs> write for the sake of having it yes it's yeah better to, and another yeah. thing on that is instead of focusing on length it's better to focus on the the actual content and what you're actually the message you're giving them and if that message is perfect and you're not quite at 600 words then why not publish it because yeah google's gonna see that you're that people are actually liking your article and they're gonna rank it higher so okay, okay. tell me about um retaining users uh for example um I read a few books uh, from Josh Ugerman, even uh, in the 70s, he um, uh, shared information that uh, you need to keep uh, readers uh, to read the whole content. Uh, today, uh, Google uh, analyzes user experience, uh, how people spend uh, time on your website. And um, I know that uh, most of them uh, leave website for a few seconds, like 80%, they open and leave it. Uh, and of course, we need to provide a, a good reason to uh, to consume the whole content uh, tell your insights how you can do it so one of the main reasons i do that is i have a pretty pretty standard policy of just attaching a video to each article that's mm -hmm. related to the product so that video is in there and if they sit there and watch that embedded youtube video then is it your video actually, or not no it's related to the product but it's not mine and i and youtubers uh -huh. are happy for this cuz it gets them views <laughs> for their channel and i get hopefully people watching it on my article. So that's one of the ways I do it. Other ways I just try to keep keep it keep it flowing and to where they just kind of have to read to the end. Mm -hmm. Those are two of the ways that I try to keep people on there. I don't like a lot of pop-ups and stuff that mm -hmm. I know some some websites have a pop-up every time you scroll a little bit, every time you leave the page you come back, you get a pop-up. I just have one pop-up for email at the beginning and a pop-up for notifications at the beginning. And from then on, there's no pop-ups. That's mm -hmm. one of the ways I, I don't want to just distract people and make them leave. So yeah, that's mm -hmm. one of the ways I try to hold them there. Yeah, pop-ups are annoying. You know, everyone hates them. Yeah. <laughs> Even, you know, I use on my website after five minutes uh, when people spend on website. And yeah, and only for desktop version. Uh, in mobile, yeah, it's annoying a lot. And uh, I think that even five minutes uh, <laughs> don't help a lot, you know, if you yeah. set up pop-ups. Uh, okay, uh, tell me about storytelling. Uh, do you use this format? Uh, I mean, like, uh, to share from your personal experience or from other brands uh, um yeah something like this um when i'm writing i usually just focus on what the other brands are saying and when i'm like i said i do a lot of comparing articles so then i'll just compare them spec for spec so mm -hmm. there's not really much from personal experience as it is from just hardcore this is what it is so that's usually what i do is just kind of use what they have and just hard concrete lay it out that's mm -hmm. what i try to do
Yeah, got it. You know, uh, you cover uh, broad topics like Tesla and uh, Apple. Uh, they are not close to each other. For example, if you compare Android and uh, iPhone, yeah, that's okay. But uh, about um, uh, uh, can you uh, share some insights uh, how you can we can cover such uh, broad topics? For example, even from my experience, uh, I usually write about SEO, but I like LinkedIn marketing as well. Uh, I, I'm not good with Facebook or Instagram. <laughs> my wife can do it. You know, she, she loves Instagram. My son, uh, 11 years old, he posts content on TikTok. But, you know, uh, he, he has even more followers than I have on TikTok. <laughs> I try to overcome him. Uh, yeah, we have some competition. But, you know, it's interesting when you focus attention with one direction, uh, you, you can get results. But um, uh, tell me about your insights to cover broad topics. So, yeah, maybe. Well, I, I basically just focus on technology. And then if, mm -hmm. if Tesla puts something out new, then I'm going to write an article on that. So when mm -hmm. I'm looking up topics, it's basically based on what's new in the tech industry because it moves so fast. You know what oh, I mean? So yeah. I have to, like, keep try to keep up with that at least. I know I'm not, like, a big publisher with employees and stuff. But... Uh -huh. As much as I can, I try to get my topics from what's what's brand new. Okay, uh, got it. Uh, tell me about your structure. How do you structure content? I mean, like intro, the main part, conclusion. Uh, do you have some templates or uh, just write uh, how you you feel? <laughs> yeah, I I usually try to have an intro paragraph and then an outro paragraph or ending paragraph, and then the template is more the the body, like what the title is about. So that's mainly the way I do and I write every article one mm -hmm. by one there's no template for me so I basically kind of just come up with my headings and stuff as I go so yeah okay do you use some uh, uh, stock uh, pictures uh, or uh, draw yourself no I, I use pictures I usually do a google search and then like mm -hmm. other tech companies that have taken pictures of the devices and that type of thing i use pictures from them like the reputable ones that that won't mind me using their pictures and so sometimes occasionally i'll put credits goes to this person and sometimes i won't it just depends maybe when i get a lot bigger and i have and i'm way more influential i'm going to write the credits in there because yeah just to credit mm -hmm. back to them Okay, uh, tell me about keywords. Uh, uh, if you care about Bing or Google, you want to get traffic and people search for keywords, how to add these keywords to your content? Yeah, so like I said earlier, the, the way I find keywords is just from actually Google searching myself. There's a, there's a cool tip when you're searching in the search bar, you can put a star and it will give you options below that of what people normally search like maybe I'll do one word and then star and it'll give me a ton of options below with what people on Google are searching. So that's one way I just kind of see what they're and then I'll maybe click each one of those options and whichever one has the fewest results. Like some of them have 1 billion, some of them have 40 million and some of them have 100,000. So mm -hmm. if somebody, if something has 100,000, I'm pretty certain I can rank with that. So I usually use that keyword. And so it's mainly the long tail method. It's not, I'm not going to grab a short keyword where I'm going to be you know, miles down the pages, but, and yeah, so I basically focus on that and I make sure the keyword is consistent with the article because if the keyword is not consistent, then they're probably not going to click if you know what I mean. And so try to make sure the keyword's consistent. And I also, when I'm writing the keywords in the article, I try to make them 
make them kind of flow right. You know how some people might just drop them in somewhere just to get just to get their uh, SEO app to pick it up. But I try to make the keywords flow. And if Google sees too many keywords, they'll actually um, they'll actually uh, what do you call that? They'll call it keyword stuffing mm-hmm. if you put too yeah. many. So and they may unindex your article. So just find a good keyword, make sure it's in your field, and and use it about one percent of the time in like a one percent uh percent hold on i try to make sure it's like uh like one percent keyword density because Mm -hmm. any more than that well two percent is fine but i stick with one percent which is one keyword per hundred words so that's an easy way to go off this so yep yeah, got it. And you know, uh, I I had discussion with uh, Lily Ray. <laughs> She's uh, very famous, you know, in New York, uh, in SEO field. And uh, I asked uh, her this question, and she replied to me that she um, didn't um, uh, measure any keywords from uh, 2011. <laughs> uh, that means uh, even Google uh, uh, representatives uh, hi- highlight that uh, uh, they don't. Uh, analyze uh, <laughs> density. Yeah. Uh, if you write for a human, um, you don't need to pay a lot of attention with that. You know, five percent, one percent, two percent. Just write for a human. You know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, you uh, tell. Uh, you told about uh, on-page SEO. Okay. For example, uh, when you um, wrote a new article, you wanna submit it. Uh, how to optimize this article with on-page SEO? Yeah. So what I First thing I do is always find a keyword, right? We've already talked mm-hmm. about this. So I find a keyword and then and then I, I find up to five keywords. I usually find about five keywords before I write the article, right? So then, then now that I have that keyword set, then I go to the title. So I try to, some of the things you need to do in your title, try to have the focus keyword right near the beginning. Mm-hmm. So like your main keyword right at the beginning and then make sure your title has a positive or negative sentiment word, like that's kind of positive or negative, so that it'll it'll get, generate more clicks and it also helps you with rankings. And then uh, make that make a power word in there too. So like maybe like awesome or great. So I usually maybe mm-hmm. put like awesome technology, and that that gives me a power word. And then make sure you have a number in your title. So that's four things you should have in your title: your focus keyword, a number a power word and a positive or negative sentiment word. So those four things you should try to put in your title. Then when you're writing the content, one thing you should maybe use is find a plugin that's uh, for table of contents. If your content's really chopped up, a table of contents, Google sees that and it makes it easier like to get the rich snippets, if you know what I mean, those featured snippets. Yeah, yeah. So they can give you the featured snippets and they help just break down your article into smaller chunks for the readers. Mm-hmm. And so uh, another thing is not paragraphs that are way too long. Uh, a short and a concise paragraph in your main content will really help with SEO. If you have something that's too long, and it will help with keeping your reader there too. Because if you have something that's too long and kind of, uh, yeah, just drawn out and long, it'll, yeah, it'll make your reader leave sooner. And then you have to have some images in your article, of course. So, and yeah, images or mm-hmm. videos. I, I prefer videos. Videos help a lot with SEO, and they, like I said, they can keep your visitor there longer too. So once you have your main content kind of written, you want to do your headings. So you want to have at least 
only one H1 tag, and then you can have as many H2 tags as you want and try to make your H2 tags be the keywords that you have set for your focus keywords, because that'll extremely help you with rankings and all that. And then, like I said about keyword density, which it doesn't necessarily matter, but the experts say to keep it around 1%. So that's usually what I do. And um, they just say if it's too high, you know, you could get unindexed. I really doubt that could happen, but it could. Another thing is when you're making the URL for your article, don't make it too long like some people do. Try to keep it under 75 characters. Some people will put it more than that, and it's just it's just kind of too long. Mm -hmm. So, and then yeah. in your art, in the content, when you're like, now you may be like an affiliate, or you may just be linking to other people's articles, but you should add some links to external resources for rankings and also to help your competitor. I mean, to help your not your competitors, but just to to give some links out and add do follow links because that'll that'll help your rankings if you have do follow links pointing out, which I usually do this with Amazon affiliate or other articles in the same field. So I add links to Amazon affiliate, articles in the same field, that type of thing. Also make your um, internal links, make a few of those, add a few of those. So whatever's already in your site, add a couple internal links and that'll really help with uh, SEO also. So mm -hmm. like we said in the title, make sure you focus keywords in your title. Also, in your meta description, that's what shows up in Google right under your title. Make sure your focus keyword is in there because when people search that, it really helps with rankings if your focus keyword's in the meta description too. So that'll that'll really help. And then also focus keyword in the URL. So your focus keyword needs to be about everywhere, to be honest, but in the URL, also right at the beginning of your content. So you might have put it in the title. You might have put it in the first H1 tag or H2 tag, but put it right at the beginning of your content too. That'll really help. And then, of course, in your content. So that mm -hmm. so in your content at the beginning, in the URL, in your SEO meta, and at the in the title. So those those five places. Also, when you're talking article length, um, try to keep it between. Well, if you, you don't have, it doesn't really matter. But I would try to keep between 600 and 2500, just mm -hmm. as a as a starting point. It doesn't really matter, but. Uh, it's minimum recommended is 600 words, so that's one thing. And um, make sure when you add an image, your focus keyword is set as your ALT text in mm -hmm. your image. That'll that'll really help. And so, other than that, if you do all those steps, your article is pretty much SEO optimized, and that's really fun because because Google will rank it, or even more, Bing Bing will rank it based on what the actual on-page SEO is. Google focuses a lot on off-page SEO, so you have to have backlinks and whatnot to rank well in Google. Not all the time, but some of the time for high popular, like high volume keywords. But in Bing, any website can rank depending on how good your content is. That's what I love about Bing. But yeah, that, that pretty much explains going through the setup of an article. That's what I do, that's what I go through. Yeah, got it. Yeah, good checklist. <laughs> okay, um, but you know, I have a few questions about your checklist. Um, let's start with uh, headline or a title uh, tag. Uh, you mentioned that uh, you use some powerful words like awesome uh, and numbers. Yeah, uh, according uh, to most, uh, you can in increase uh, CTR plus 36% if you yep. use uh, numbers. Uh, and uh, even, you know, uh, you can use uh, some other symbols like brackets uh, because HubSpot 
um, shares studied that uh, brackets increases uh, using brackets in, uh, increases um, CTR plus 38 percent not bad you know even more uh, and um, that's why uh, I like to uh, use brackets as well even other symbols by the way I can share with you my tool um, uh, free online tool you can <laughs> submit your headlines check out um, uh, and get some um, estimation tips uh, uh, you know uh, my copywriters and uh, clients use this tool you know <laughs> uh, yeah. it's pretty simple to use just submit and uh, check out get new insights how you can optimize titles uh, uh, for getting uh, for increasing CTR um, you can find this tool uh, on SEO Tools TV uh, if you listen to this podcast I will submit uh, the link in the description below and um, okay tell me about uh, Description. Do we need to write description because uh, Google can uh, choose some text uh, from uh, website and uh, don't show your description? Uh, and um, um, not always, but sometimes uh, it happens. And uh, what to write in the description? Uh, I mean, like uh, because um, today it's important to provide a strong reason to open your content. Uh, why uh, p- uh, readers need to spend time to to read your article? Uh, and uh, sometimes. Time Title is not enough. Uh, I think in most cases people read title and think, okay, uh, can I read it? Uh, do I need to open to spend my time? Uh, and they read the description. How, how to convince them, you know, uh, on the description? Yeah, what I tend to focus on is very powerful language that will get them to click it. Otherwise, like some, I know some people just put an excerpt from the article. I tend to write my meta description separately to try mm-hmm. to think what would make what would I like if I would be in this situation would I click this article so I try to think of that and another thing is um well if you don't put a meta description then you'll have a really messy ugly meta description showing up there it'll just show your article date the the first line the second line and it really won't make sense and it won't generate as many clicks so yeah I think your meta description has to generate clicks with the with what you say in it so try to just right language that makes people want to click it mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay uh tell tell me about um uh, your style for example um i think that um, uh, when uh, i read bloggers uh, all of them are different you know some uh, like to write in friendly style uh, with short sentences uh, other might use long sentences with uh, uh, many details. Do you have your style, for example, uh, that you wanna, uh, uh, I don't know, like to recommend to others, or uh, why do you use the style? Yeah, so my personal style is not actually a style. I use Grammarly. So mm-hmm. if if they tell me that this sentence that sentence doesn't sound good, then I try to change it. And on the other side of that, I sometimes pay writers to write content for me, so it's not really my style. So I don't have any employees, but I do pay writers to write. I pay by the article, so that's one way. So I, I don't have a style if I pay an article, but I pay a freelancer to write something for me. But when I'm writing, I tend to just stick with what Grammarly says or more short and concise. I don't really like long sentences when I'm reading, so that's one reason. Okay, tell me how do you find these freelancers? Uh, so I usually on LinkedIn, to be honest. LinkedIn, yeah. Yeah, and so I found one on LinkedIn and another one I get from Fiverr. But what I found with freelancers, the first couple articles will be really good, but as mm-hmm. they as you hire them more, the con- the quality goes down fast. So I 
So I've already gone through two of them. So I have mm -hmm. given them article after article and then the quality goes too far down. I just have to say, sorry, I have to find another person. And mm -hmm. when I start with the next person, it's high quality from the beginning, but uh -huh. it's somehow it just goes down. I don't know why that is. Cause I mean, they should really, it should go up, but it seems like it just goes down. I think when they get a new client it makes them want to write as hard as they possibly can. Now it's mm -hmm. probably different with different people. What, in my experience, that's what I've found. But yeah, I find it on LinkedIn or Fiverr or other mm -hmm. places, sites like that. Yeah. No, oh, got it, got it. Um, yeah, it's interesting. You know, it's possible they try to uh, impress uh, in the first time. Yes, and uh, they probably think that you won't control. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I need to consider this. <laughs> I need to check out my. <laughs> writers at that point as well okay uh you mentioned about interlinking uh tell me uh, your methods how uh, do you interlink um, a new piece of content interlink with uh, uh yeah for example if you posted uh, a new article uh, and you want to provide um, internal links oh okay so yeah since i'm a tech writer it seems like every article has has uh words that would could go out to other articles that I've written. So that's basically how I focus on internal linking is go through the article and any word or or um, phrase that would work to link to another article, then I add a link there. And I don't do as much internal linking as I should. I usually just do like one internal link just because I don't feel like messing with that. Mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm. I usually drop affiliate links in there as, as much as I have time for. But at this point, yeah, I, I just if there's a place where an internal link sounds like it would make sense, then I stick stick it in. So, mm -hmm. yep. Okay. Uh, tell me about uh, updating content. For example, if you post a lot, uh, that means some content can I don't know, like uh, during some time, uh, I'm not fresh. You know, <laughs> do you update content or uh, remove it? Uh, yeah. I would tend to just leave it there, and if it's if I see that on Google or Bing, it's getting a lot of clicks and I'll then go back into that article and make it a little better where mm -hmm. I can. But as, as long as I don't see there's that many clicks in it, then I won't necessarily just go in there and change it if it's old. Cause I mean, if it's old, I wouldn't want to remove it, but I wouldn't, I, I can maybe update it even better if I would have more time, but yeah, I tend to update what's getting the traffic. Okay. Got it. Okay. Um, uh, share, uh, one tip that you want to um, provide for new bloggers, uh, where to start or anything, anything, just one tip. The only tip I would say is just keep writing. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the, when you're a blogger, that's one of the hardest things to do is just, I mean, it's so easy. I, I've already been thinking like, should I just give up? I'm not getting anywhere. But I would say the one tip is just don't stop writing. Because I mean, even if you get five, used to an article that's still better than nothing so just keep on writing yeah completely agree you know for example uh, um even um i read a lot of books uh, uh jack london uh, even <laughs> uh, wrote uh, on his books 100 years ago that great uh, writers uh, uh, usually write uh, plus uh 
thousand words a day uh, they don't search for excuses it's their job you know if you want to be a good writer it's the same with any other niches like uh, i don't know uh, cristiano ronaldo trains uh, three times a day uh, many other great sportsmen do it every day they don't search for excuses if you want to be great uh, and um, um, i i got some questions that uh, what i need to write i have no ideas what i can write Uh, every day <laughs> stop fooling yourself you know it's not hard just do it uh, write about anything what you like and when you have this experience it's not hard uh, when i started to write a thousand words a day yeah that was hard but um, when you do it every day it's not hard at all you can uh, write even three thousand words a day just uh, do it about your niche any uh, your thoughts that you have you can create your content plan uh, or even write to others by the way do you use uh, guest blogging Sorry, what? <laughs> I mean, like, guest blogging to write for others. Uh, for other Oh, blogs. not necessarily. I would love to, but I haven't been able to hook up with anyone that needs it. Mm. But I would I would almost be ready to do guest blogging. And then when I second thought it, I'm like, why not just write it for my own site? But I would probably be down to do it just for, you know, a freelancing one hour a day thing. But, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, you uh, submit... Uh, videos on your blog post but uh, i think you can uh, film your videos you know <laughs> you you can explain much better than many other bloggers just do it you know <laughs> it's not hard today to take your smartphone and yeah i, I love your insights how you can share about uh, blogging uh, about consistency um, and um, uh, tell me uh, uh, when it's better to write in the morning in the evening uh, in the lunch uh, i don't know any other time what is your loving time yeah so i usually get up at like six o'clock and start an article then and if i don't get one done then then i do one from like nine to ten so i don't really work on it in the day because i usually work pretty hard in the day on my other work but mm -hmm. other than that morning and evening pretty heavily if i'm writing but And then, like I said, I mean, keep going. I'm having, you know, I don't, I don't do consistent as I should, but mm -hmm. I'm hoping very soon in the future I'll be consistently posting even better than I am now. Uh, right now, I'm putting like probably three a week. So, yeah, usually morning and evening is when I publish. So, yep. Okay, got it. Okay, um, the last question. Where our audience can reach out to you, find your content, learn more about you, and um, yeah, uh, can you provide some consultancy or just uh, read your blog? Well, yeah, so I'm on LinkedIn and I'm trying to actually grow there right now. So I'm Sterling Kurtz, and I think he'll probably put it in the description if you don't know how to spell it. But yeah, Sterling Kurtz, and then once you figure that out, it's SterlingKurtz.com. Those are my two sites. I do actually have several other sites. But um, those are the main places. And you can reach out to me on LinkedIn if you want to ask questions, whatever. I'll answer them. And uh, just tell me you came from the podcast. And um, also, you could email me, sterlingkurtz at gmail.com. But everything Sterling Kurtz usually comes to me. So And follow me on Twitter, too, Sterling Kurtz. Okay. Okay, thanks a lot, man. Yeah, it's a big pleasure to talk with you <laughs> anytime. Ask me any question. Okay, guys, thanks for listening to this audio podcast uh, and see you next time. Cheers. <laughs> 
Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.